What's up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and you're listening to the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society, and welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we are going to address again um, the situation going on. It's sort of a continuation of the last podcast and maybe a little bit more of how to fix it in this podcast, okay? All of us across America are doing a wonderful job of making everybody aware of what they feel the problem is. But what I feel like we have going on is a lot of pointing at the problem and not a lot of solving the problem. And before we get into that, this really is such a great example of why being a realist is important, all right? You have to understand. And before you even before we even get in to anything about this situation we're going through right now as Americans, um, I want to get into the how to think about where we're coming and how to think about, you know, how to navigate the thought process. And so I just want to hit you up with a little bit of, uh, you know, thought philosophy to start with. All right. We all have our truths. All right. Your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. Vaughn's truth is Vaughn's truth. DJ's truth is DJ's truth. Sal's truth is Sal's truth. Even though we're brothers, we have different truths of how we see things. Even though we were brought up in the same motherfucking house, we have different truths. Okay? That's a fact. The next fact is there is a the truth, meaning there is a factual X that represents the way things actually are, all right? That's the truth. So you have your truth, and then you have the truth. And the reason that we have such a hard time communicating on this issue and every difficult issue is because we have not learned as a culture to understand the differences between our truth and the truth, and furthermore, Understand how to see the truth without letting our truth make the image very blurry and hard to see. Okay. Realists understand something that other people don't. And this is why I believe in this line of thinking so much. I understand that my perspective is my perspective. And I understand that there is an actual way that the world works. And so when I see the truth, and it is different from my truth, my job is then to change the truth to look more like my truth. And the way that we do that in society is by figuring out where our votes are going, being educated about what we speak about, being educated about the actual facts of the situation, not the quote-unquote facts that the media tries to make us believe are facts when in reality, they are very skewed versions of their truth, okay? So the factual data generally represents the truth. And the media can do a lot of shit. The first thing that they teach you in any statistics class is that you can make the stats look any way you want to make them. It's the very first lesson on the very first fucking day. So... What we're going to do today is we're going to talk about the culture war 
of what's been going on with the pandemic and racism and the controversy surrounding George Floyd's death and the whole, you know, internet social justice warrior Karen culture that has been created on purpose with intent by the media and the far left extremists and how that is actually affecting America, how it's affecting police, how it's affecting black people, how it's affecting every single culture and how it's actually keeping us from getting to a real solution. This isn't going to be just a rant about stuff. We're going to actually talk about real solutions that real Americans can turn to to win this culture war against the people who generally are working at any expense to create their own agenda even if it hurts people, even if it kills people, even if it ruins people's lives. And we're going to get into how we can work together to solve all of these problems. So with that being said, I hope you listen to the whole episode. And I hope that when you're done with the episode, you'll share the episode. All right. Because this is a very difficult topic to discuss. I am willing to discuss it. And I understand that I will get backlash on this. And I want you to understand that the, that's worth it to me for a very simple reason, because this is important. And this is something that is going to affect the future of what we see as America. And if we don't start to look at what's actually happening, there is a very real possibility, maybe even a probability that our way of life here in America, that many, many of us enjoy is going to change drastically. So if you have friends who have a hard time discussing this topic, let me and let us here have the conversation for us. All right. Now we may not say everything the right way. And there's certainly going to be things that we say during this show that you think, no, that's not right. And that's okay. But listen to what we're saying. And then if you truly think it's not right, go out and find the reason in the real world of why it's not right. Check the statistical data, check the facts, go out and do your own research independently of what you've been told and what your friends told you and what you see on TV and what you see on social media. That's all I ask. I think that's fair. I think that's a very fair thing to ask for anybody that disagrees with anything that's said today or anytime. So I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I want you to understand that all of us here, regardless of what we say about this topic, we all want America to win. And that includes black people equally as much as it includes any other race. All right. So with that being said, that was my little prologue, monologue. What is that, Vaughn? (laughs) What is uh, that? Prologue. I think Interlude. What is it? Yeah, prologue. Preamble. Is, is it preamble? preamble? It there could be you a go. bunch of different things, right? Preamble. So I'm here. We've got the full crew. All right. We got Sal. Sal's here. We got Vaughn, the pastor of disaster. Yes. We got DJ. <laughs> I don't know what DJ is yet, but he's DJ? just a bad motherfucker. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we got to get a little nickname for DJ. Oh, I, I'll get to work on that Don't one. Don't let Vaughn do it. Yeah, Vaughn will make you up a nickname. It'll be rad if Vaughn's yeah. into it. Yeah, really me. urban. It'll be real urban. So where do you guys want to start the discussion on this? I mean, it's such an exhausting thing to talk about. I'll tell you what, dude. Um, 
I've been consumed by it. I think most of America has been. I got a number of texts this morning um, from people I know and care about, and they don't know what to say. And they're like, dude, everything I fucking say is wrong. You know, last night I I got yelled at because, well, for, I got yelled at when I didn't post the black square. And then I got yelled at because I posted a video of people kneeling in unity because they felt like that was a, a salute to Black Lives Matter. Well, motherfucker, unity's unity, okay? Um, the situation has to calm before we actually improve it. And so everybody has a very strong emotional opinion about what's going on. And as human nature dictates, most people feel the need to, to pick a side and they're being pressured into picking a side when picking a side here is not the right thing to do. It's just not. All right. There are many moving pieces that are going on at all times. Yes, there is a tremendous problem with police brutality. This is what I addressed on the last show. Yes, there is a problem with black culture. I'm just going to say it. There is a problem with black culture, a statistically proven problem. We're going to address this, okay? There's a problem with white culture, all right? There's a problem with American culture. And we have to talk about all of these things in a realistic way, stating all the data and all the indicators that point to something uh, that would be a solution, regardless of it, of if you know they're harmful to talk about. All right, so hurtful. Andy, to Andy talk can about. I say something real quick? Yeah, yeah. So just to frame the discussion that we're about to have, um, I'm kind of a history geek. I've read a lot, lot, lot of American history. The reality is, is that the American Revolution happened. Only thirty percent of the people actually supported the American Revolution, and yet we won our freedom from Great Britain. In the uh, early stages of the civil rights movement, only a very, very small minority of people supported civil rights. The history of America shows that a very small, well-organized minority can literally impact the whole rest of the country. That's bad news if we let the people who are who are creating the problems that we're experiencing right now, you know, run wild and don't deal with them. It's also good news. That if if enough of us, even in a small minority, get serious and take serious, uh, you know, really thinking uh, appropriately, logically about all these issues, we can really truly make a difference. But if we don't, I want to tell people like all these crazy people that you we're all running into. I do think that they represent the minority, absolutely. But the minority, if we let them, the minority can fuck our shit up. then cre and create massive problems bro, for the rest and that's of us. Point. That's what we're, that's the point of this whole entire show. Yeah. People, you guys have to open your eyes to what is actually happening, what potentially could happen and understand it and then make a decision about what your actions are going to be. And that's what we want to get to. All right. Because the truth of the matter is we have a very, very, very upset portion of the American population. And that's a majority of the population because it's not just the blacks. It's fucking whites too and it's Asians, and it's Indians, and it's everything. Everybody agrees that shit was fucked up. Everybody. Mm -hmm. All right? Including the police. That's right. The police, too. Everybody agrees. Okay? So why are we burning shit down? Why are we hurting each other? Why are we hitting, hitting innocent people, innocent brothers of 
America, black and white, in the head with motherfucking golf balls and bricks and bottles and burning down businesses of people who have worked their entire lives to have a fucking business. Dude, every video I've seen online is that, that has truly touched me are the ones of the black business owners who are, who are trying to recover from COVID shutdown, which was bullshit in the first place, now to only open up for a few days and have their entire life fucking taken from them. That's wrong. Nobody's advocating for those people. Nobody's helping those. I'm helping those people, but not many people are even talking about that right now. Everybody wants to yell and scream about the injustice and the terrible shit that happened in Minnesota. That's fucking terrible. But dude, there's a lot of worse shit that's happening now or equally as bad shit. Okay. Maybe it's not worse to the same black community that's enraged in what's going on. So we have to have some common sense here, guys, as a community, as a country, as an American people. If you don't consider yourself American because you feel that the American flag represents oppression and tyranny and all these things, well, maybe it's time to go somewhere else. If you want to work together to solve the problem, I'm pretty confident that we can fix these situations with a little bit of dialogue and a little bit of common sense and some unity and how we're going to move forward from here. So with that being said, you know, I think the best thing that we can do is start with just sort of a timeline of how we got to this point. All right. And I'm just, I just want to make a little, you know, rough, you know, timeline of how we got to where we are. And I'm going to start with COVID because COVID has contributed to what we're experiencing now very significantly for a lot of reasons. And I don't, think that many people are even seeing the two as related at all. And so what we want to do is we want to work through the timeline of how we got to today. And then we'll start talking about how to fix some motherfucking problem. All right. So here's the thing. COVID. The first thing that's important to understand is that COVID was developed here in the United States. It was then moved to China because American sanctions made it too dangerous to develop here. And guess who it was moved by? It was moved by Anthony Fauci, his team, and Barack Obama to Wuhan. These are all things you can go fucking verify on your own. Second point, Dr. Fauci said in 2017, for no apparent reason, not provoked, it wasn't relevant, that this president will face a pandemic that he's not prepared for. Why would he say that? Why would he offer that? Why would he just come out and say that in 2017? You think that's a coincidence? I'm not sure it's a coincidence, all right? The next point, coronavirus gets released in Wuhan, and China, instead of locking down Wuhan, they stop all domestic flights to the rest of China, but allow international flights from Wuhan to the United States and other countries. That seems kind of odd to me. Okay. The next thing is how much in the media have we seen that it's a statistical fact that most of the death toll from COVID is actually people that are over 80 that have died in nursing homes where COVID patients that tested positive were sent into by the actual government. And by the way, where this happened, all those states 
Go look at what party represents those states. All right? Starts with a D. Just the way it is. And, rhyme with, and rhymes with Eurocrat. So now the media takes the skewed data, creates hysteria to shut down the economy in the United States across the globe. People protested in China and the U.S. for months on months, but the media barely showed any of the protests. And when they did, they shamed them for not practicing social distancing and made them look like villains because they didn't care about other people's health, right? We didn't remember this. This was just a couple fucking weeks ago. If you went to the beach, you should be in jail, right? Think about this. Then. They started to release prisoners from jail because of COVID. And this one, this one really scratched my head. I think a lot of people were like, why the fuck would you let prisoners out? That doesn't make fucking sense. Even when the data was showing that these prisoners were going right back out and doing bad shit. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's weird to me. Why the fuck we do that? I couldn't, when they did that, I had a hard time understanding. Why the fuck would you do that? I was pissed about that. Okay. Then... What's the next thing that was said? You, ha- you don't have to wear a mask in public. And then when they come out and say, you have to wear a mask in public or you're a fucking shitbag. You're a hu- terrible human and you don't care about people dying. You don't care. And by the way, just remember all these people who were vocal about, you don't care about fucking people dying. Ah! Same motherfuckers that are loud now. Think, keep that in mind. All right. So face masks were were made mandatory and if you don't wear one you're a bad human shame 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 all right now george floyd is killed now when i first saw the george floyd video it was i was fucking disgusted like disgusted i see this this adult man black man with a white man standing on his basic on his fucking throat okay for 10 fucking minutes Bro, it was, a, it was a very, very hard thing to watch for all of us. None of us agree with that. I don't think there's a person who could watch. There, I'm sure there is because there's some crazy fuckers out there. Yeah. But nobody I fucking have ever met or am associated with would ever look at that and not think that was fucking terrible. Period. Okay? Every cop, every black person, every white person, everybody. It's fucking horrible. We all agree. But it is weird video. It's a weird video. Like, didn't that officer seem like awfully fucking calm to just kind of like sit there with his hands on the pocket with his knee on someone's neck? I mean, that was almost as disturbing as the knee on the neck was how fucking like normal it seemed to that guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the whole thing was a little weird. Like they got people with cell phones out. And, and you're still going to step on this guy's neck and you're not smart enough to know that this shit is going to go right to the internet right now. I'm just saying it's fucking weird to watch it. And it's weird to think about it from a standpoint of that. Now, I know a lot of you guys are saying, well, fucking, I don't want to hear no more of your conspiracy theory shit. No, I'm not presenting a conspiracy theory. I'm presenting what happened and my little interpretation. And I challenge you to think about why I see it the way I see it. Okay, so George Floyd died, irrelevant of how he died or all of these things like, like that I'm saying, the motherfucker got killed. It was murder, period, end of story. It was fucking wrong, and we all agree, all right? So here comes Black Lives Matter, the organization, not the saying. 
And I would like to differentiate that there are two different things here. There is the Black Lives Matter organization, and then there is the statement and the chant, Black Lives fucking matter. Okay, so one is a statement. The other one is an organization that does not discourage harmful, aggressive behavior towards police officers. Two different fucking things. Okay, so yes, I do agree. Black lives fucking matter as much as any other motherfucking life. And I do agree that maybe they are not getting the same level of respect as some of the other people in this country, a lot of the other people in this country. But I do not agree that anyone should support an organization that doesn't deter people from hurting other people. That's a problem for me. All right. So Black Lives Matter gets involved. Uh, Sean King gets involved. All right. Sean King, very influential uh, black man. People uh, say he's not black. He's black. He's just very light skinned black man. Uh, has said a lot of things over the years, very divisive things, I feel. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with everything, really anything that he's ever really said. That's not what I see. Now, I'm going to get to that here in a minute. Um, I do have respect for Sean King as a human. So before I get into the rest of the points, I want to note that since January, we have had how many deaths, DJ, of police officers in the line of duty? 96. 96 deaths. There was no demonstrations. There was no parades. There was no violence. Okay? There's 96 police officers that have been killed since the beginning of the year. Um, statistically, when we talk about violence, uh, most black people that are killed are killed by other black people. That is a statistic. What's the statistic on that, DJ? Um, 49%. So 49% of all black homicides come in the U.S. When you zoom in on individual dominantly minority cities, it jumps up. Like I said, city of St. Louis is 96%. Okay. All right. I just want the stats to be there. No, they're they're there. 96%. That's a lot. Now, after that, okay, now I just want the stats to be known as we go through. Black Lives Matter, the organization, organizes peaceful protests. But the protests seem to be strategically geared in retail areas. And they aren't peaceful. They are riots. And there are buildings burning. And there is property destroyed. And there is many black businesses destroyed. And there's ironic things as well, such as pallets of bricks and pallets of rocks and pallets of golf balls showing up along demonstrators routes that's weird isn't it it's fucking weird who's doing that shit is it the police andy well i don't understand why it would be the police i mean that's a narrative i know that the narrative is it's the police and now i've seen a number of videos come out where i see people in police uniforms actually breaking shit at retail stores that's weird too, isn't it? Kind of weird. It's weird. Why would they do that? In police okay. uniforms? So in all the democratic states, we have these extended lockdowns going on that we all agreed was bullshit, right? The news now puts on the violent riots, which sends a signal to all the prisoners that were released from prison 
which actually kind of makes sense now, right? Like, why the fuck were they released from prison? And now they can't actually arrest anybody because every time they arrest someone, what happens? What happens when people get arrested right now, DJ? In the city of St. Louis, they get released. When? Before they even get booked. Okay, so I've talked to officers on in California, and I've talked to officers in Minnesota, and I've talked to officers in New York City, and all of them say the same thing. And they're getting their asses kicked in the streets every day right now. They're getting hit in the face with fucking rocks and bottles, mostly by other white people, let's just say, okay? They've all told me that most of the violence that they've had against them has been done by other white people that are in these organized peaceful protests. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it makes you go, hmm. Yeah, so so the news shows that the police really are, you know, they show the burning cars and the burning building and they say it's peaceful with a little collateral damage. But now we see a free-for-all from all the motherfuckers that just got let out of jail who come to loot and destroy which businesses? Oh, it's the retail businesses. Who owns those businesses? Oh, the blacks. What does that do? Oh, it sets back black business owners a number of years. Some of them, it's going to ruin their lives forever. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Like, why would you destroy your own fucking neighborhoods and your own your own people's lives if you care so much about black lives? Why would we do that? We wouldn't do that. Nobody, nobody of reasonable mind would do that. They just wouldn't, no matter how mad they were. Just like the police wouldn't put a pallet of bricks right outside okay. of, in front of their police station. I agree. I, <laughs> I agree. I know people are upset, but I'm pretty fucking sure that um, we're not burning down our own neighborhoods, no matter how fucking upset we get. And I'm not talking about whites or blacks. I'm talking about Americans. We're not doing it. No. It's not what we would do. Okay? So that sends up a red flag to me. Now, now we have CNN and the ultra-liberal media only showing peaceful protests but clearly we see all over social media clips of protests that are anything but peaceful. And who do we see in those clips exercising these acts of violence against the police? Is it black people? A couple times it has been. But what I've seen, for the most part... Overwhelmingly. It, what? Overwhelmingly. Overwhelmingly. And we and you have shared pretty much all the videos together. Yeah. You're a black man. I'm a white man. Yep. What did you see? Uh, a lot of Karens and Gavins. A lot of Karens and Gavins. Karens and Gavins, if you don't know, is what we call the very far left extreme, which I think accounts for maybe 10% of what people consider Democrats. Okay. So now we have a situation where we have ultra liberal white people destroying the infrastructure of the city where black people live. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense to me. Now, the black square post comes up, right? This us Blackout Tuesday. What's happening to all the people who posted the black square? Oh, you're getting yelled at by the people who support police. What happens to the people that don't post the black square? You're getting called racist. Regardless, I spent an entire day defending myself for why I didn't post the black square. And I would like to address that again now. I believe in unity. I believe in America. 
And a lot of people were confused as to why I would not post that black square. Well, the reason I wouldn't post that black square is because Black Lives Matter, the organization, does not discourage violence against police officers. They actually passively encourage it. And so I have many family and friends that are actual police officers that are black and white, and they're good people, and they don't get paid much money. Nobody appreciates them, and they work their fucking asses off only to be abused and tortured in the fucking media. And I'm sorry, but I'm not going to contribute to that divide in any way, shape, or form. And if there's a chance that me posting something endangers one of my friends or family, I'm not going to post it. I'm going to take action, which is why instead we did the podcast that, that we did in the previous podcast, which took an hour and a half of time. We covered many details. And then... We went out and focused on solutions. DJ and I and Sal and Chris and everybody here were trying to find black-owned businesses that were destroyed during these riots from COVID, and we're going to make sure that one or two of those businesses survives. We're also going to make sure that the police are taken care of as well. See, we need the police, and we need black people, and we need white people, and we need the economy, and we need all this shit. So the, the black square... From my opinion, I did not feel was right. And well, no, I mean, I, I not only is it not right. I mean, I, I spoke to four officers yesterday. Uh, two, two. I want to make this clear. I want to make this real clear. I think there's a real problem in the fucking police. I think there's a real problem with the brutality of the police, and I think they need more fucking training. And I think they should have a higher payroll and a more desirable job, which will attract better candidates. Okay. So I want to recognize that. I, I believe that to be true, but I think it could be accountability on both sides, but there needs to be accountability on both sides. My point about the divide is, is, you know, I spoke with five officers yesterday, three St. Louis, two, two in New York, all five of them were brutalized by the murder. Meaning saying like, dude, that that's murder. That's unequivocally murder. I agree. So here we are. We're supposed to divide everybody. It's supposed to be the police versus the lefts and, and the blacks. And, every, it's, and we have to make a stance, whether you post a black box or don't post a black box. But we're all on the same team here. No, we, and we all agree. Okay. That was fucking murder. Now, where did, the, I, where did this come from? Where did, the, where did the, the divisive social media idea come from? Well, it came from the music industry. Okay came from Hollywood. Now, it's well known that the CIA uses Hollywood to promote an agenda to maintain a certain culture in our country at all times. They use people of influence to send a message to the people through what we watch, what we consume, how we do things, this and that. And so what I would ask you to think about that is this. If they are really dictating what the message is, which you can obviously see because all the celebrities see the same thing, you have to ask yourself, well, why do the celebrities do that? Why do the celebrities just come out and say this crazy-ass shit all the time? Why is it always, they're always united in this weird social cause that really doesn't make a fucking sense? I mean, dude, it's a fucking last year or two years ago, it was a fucking plastic straws, man. You know what I'm saying? You can't even fucking use a plastic straw. And if you use it, you're fucking, you're the devil, you know? It's always, you're the devil at the end of it, right? Like, whatever. If you don't agree, fuck you. And then the mob comes. That's what it's been. Well, where does that come from? There's a reason why you see those clips going around 
that every single news outlet literally is reading off the same dialogue. Where does that come from? Why is that put out? Okay. So there is a system in place to train our culture to behave a certain way. And that system is somewhat needed. Somewhat needed. We need to send out the message of what's morally right, what's morally good. That's what America used to be. It's always made movies. It's always made entertainment. But at the end, it was always good versus evil and good wins. Right? Right? That's, that's, I think that's okay to, to sell to. I, I think that's okay. That's a good message. So how do they get the leverage on these people? Everybody's wondering, how do they get the leverage? Well, we just had Jeffrey Epstein not kill himself in fucking jail. And everybody's trying to figure out what the deal is with Epstein and how the fuck he turns into and where the child molestations come in and all this shit. Well, isn't it interesting that that Blackout Tuesday came on the same day that Hillary Clinton had to go in front of uh, our government and try to appeal to not testify in September. Isn't that mm. weird? Is that fucking weird on the same day? It's a good yeah. way to shut down social media on that yeah, day. Yeah, sure is, man. Especially well, good way post- to control the narrative. Hey, Andy, I got another caveat. It's a good question here. Uh, go look up the CIA director and what party she aligns with. Here's a hint. It starts with a D. Okay. So, and I'm just pointing this out. I'm, look, all this information... I just want to point out, and I want you to go look at it, all right? So, Hillary testifies on, on this Tuesday where the, the social media is blacked out, and we are so busy arguing amongst each other about who the fuck the racists are. Didn't even get covered. They didn't even get any fucking light, all right? Now, you have a scenario where China has now moved troops onto the India border, which many of you didn't even know. And they're moving to plan to invade India. China is the most densely populated, populated country in the earth. And now they're going to take India with no resistance because of what's going on here in the U.S. Okay. Democrats have a law in the books trying to outlaw bulletproof vests for citizens. That's on the books currently right now. All right. Now, here's what I see going on i see the the riots escalating to a point where the president of the united states is going to have to implement martial law and the military force to come in and police which by the way they're not really allowed to do by the constitution of the united states and so what happens when one of these rioters gets shot by our own military oh trump fucking turned our military on our people and they get them out of office, okay? So you guys need to be awake about all these things that are happening that you're not paying attention to and how they relate. And you have to ask yourself, is this really a coincidence? Are all of these things coincidences? Is it a coincidence that, you know, probably we're going to have another COVID outbreak coming here in the next couple weeks? where everybody shuts it down. I mean, I'm seeing the headlines already. I saw a headline that was on a Sunday from a Saturday, and it said, coronavirus out- outbreak spikes 19,000 cases because of the riots 
yesterday. Do you think that these people who are out protesting and hurting other people, other Americans, burning shit all fucking night long, did they just automatically go to the doctor the next day and get a COVID test? No, they went the night before, Andy. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> they had to get it in sometime. I'm just trying to figure out how they got it in. Yeah. So you could say, and, and you can discount all this shit as conspiracy, but I would say this. I would say this is a very important time in America. And I would say this is a very important time to make sure that you're seeing things exactly for what the truth is and not painting it with your truth or anyone else's motherfucking truth. Because I'm going to tell you what I see coming, what I truly see coming is a possible civil unrest with skirmishes and mass casualties on United States soil from this situation. It's going to be bigger than the Civil War. It, it, It will be a massacre. It will be a massacre. It won't be a fight. It'll be a massacre because what they're trying to do is they're trying to get people in such a divisive way that the military has to step in and fight one or the other side, kill some people so that fucking Trump can be out. Now, why, why would they hate Trump so fucking bad, so bad to go through all of this stuff? Like, that doesn't make sense, right? Like, why the fuck do you, like, dude, yeah, he's annoying. Yeah, he's, he's fucking loud. He's kind of a dick sometimes. That's some dumb but shit. But he, he's man. a pretty good operator of a country. Period. So why would you want him out that bad? Well, why would you go through all of this to get out? Unless, unless he understands what's happening and wants to correct America once and for all. I don't know. Could it be bigger than that? Could it could could it, all, I mean, this is, like you said, this is a lot of steps. Okay. Just to get one person out of office. Well, could it not be about him at all? Could it be bigger than that? It could be about, I think it is. I don't think it's really even about him. I think it's about him waking people up and building and a realizing. country to restore dr- dr- democracy and American culture to what it always has been until the last 10 or so years. And there's certain people that don't like that. And we have situations where um, there's an invisible government, okay? There just is. There's people that run the government behind the government that none of us even fucking know who they are. The reason nobody talks about it is because no one can figure out who the fuck it is. Yeah. But if we sit down and think about it, go through all these points, and we ask, why? Why? Why is this happening? And if you disagree with anything that's, that I've said here, that's fine. It's cool. But I would ask you to go out and say, I'm going to say to you, how do you know? How do you know I'm wrong? How do you know? I'm a pretty perceptive human. And I don't want to sit here and say, hey, I told you so. But I did write an email that I sent out uh, on March fucking 14th that I got destroyed when I told you guys that all this COVID shit was manufactured for political reasons. It's really hard to argue that point at this point in time, in my opinion. We, I don't, I'm not saying it's not a real pandemic. I'm saying we don't shut the country down ever for fucking anything. We certainly don't send infected people of COVID to live with 
other people who are highly susceptible to dying from COVID. Why would we do that? Hmm. I mean, we're, we're, the only reason I would do that is if I wanted to make sure motherfuckers died so that we got what? What do we get? What do we get? Okay. Now, I want to get back to Sean King. Sean King said something very fucking powerful today. All right. And this is a man who I have never really cared for. I think he, he, I think he, now, after I read this tweet, maybe, maybe he's starting to see things a little bit different. But everything I've read from this man for the last five, six years has been very divisive. Okay. But I want to read you his most recent tweet, which was today. Stop generically telling us to vote in response to all of the police brutality we have right now. Yeah, we should vote, but we have to be very specific. Democrats from top to bottom are running the cities with the worst police brutality in America right now, and we voted for them. Meaning we, what's he mean, DJ? Uh, Black black people. people. Okay, that's what he means. Now, well, and, th- and that's evident, Andy. I mean, look at the situation with that piece of shit cop and what the AG is doing up in Minnesota. You okay, s- you let's can, talk you about can see it. Go ahead, I'll let you take the lead on this. Well, I mean, I mean, the, the fact so, that so so hold on, I, I just I'm in a little I'm in a little groove on my on my voice here. Yeah, so I'm feeling myself. So let's just say, DJ, uh-huh. these people were arrested, all four of them. Mm-hmm. Yes or no? Yeah, they were. And what were they charged with initially? Uh, Third-degree murder. And the other three cops were charged with nothing at first. Okay. And what constitutes third-degree murder? Uh, Third-degree murder is basically unintentional manslaughter. What does that mean? Explain that in layman terms. It means I did something. uh, Maybe I I punched you in the right spot in your head, and you died. You and I got in a fight. You did not intend to kill me. No. Maybe hurt you. Yeah. But you, you, you punched me, and I died. And you died. And it happens every day. All All across the fucking country. Every day. There's all kinds of accidents that happen. Now, we all agree that that was murder. But we have celebrities now, celebrities who are black and they're highly paid being told and telling people that they should be charged with first degree murder. Mm. What is first degree murder, DJ? First degree murder is when it's premeditated. So, you know, I go home and I have a little whiteboard and I'm writing out how to plan how to kill Andy and then I go kill you. Okay. So when they search my house, they see that whiteboard. Oh, he thought about this. All right. That's first degree murder. And what's second degree murder? Second degree murder is uh, I didn't plan it, but I wanted to, I intended to kill you. Right. We got in an argument. You pulled your gun off your hip and shot shot you. Knowing that my gun could kill you and I did it. That's right. Now, do you think it's reasonable to say that the governor, the attorney general, the police, the prosecuting attorney in Minnesota understand the difference between first, second, and third degree murder? Yeah, they try those cases every single day. Okay. So, we have a a video of a a person Mm -hmm. who is kneeling on someone's neck. Now, it looks to me as if he was being grossly negligent. It looks to me like he was being a fucking shithead. Mm-hmm. It looks to me like he's way too calm to be really even worried about his life. In fact, the person 
who was also arrested. And what were the other three arrested for, DJ? Aiding and abetting murder. Okay, and explain what aiding and abetting. Uh, that means I'm, uh, I, I'm cutting off your head and Sal's holding your legs down while I do it. Okay, now that does not mean that you're cutting off my head and Sal's looking the other way. Exactly. And he stands to be in the same That's room. It's a big difference. That's a big difference. The difference is you put your hands into the fucking problem and cause it's me the death. helping you. It's, it's not me not help not not helping. Okay, you. I, I now there's very very clear very clear understandings of all of these four charges we're talking about. So they arrest the the shitbag cop. Yep, who I agree is a shitbag too. He is. I don't even. I won't even say his name. I'm not either. Fuck him. Yeah. All right. My personal opinion is that we just throw the motherfucker out in the middle of the riots and let people do whatever the fuck they want, and let's get it over with. That's one way to handle it. I, you know what? I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Okay? But we can't do that because we live in America, be and processed. if we do that to him, to it could happen to us. Yeah. And we have to remember that as Americans. So they've raised the charges from third degree to second degree, mm-hmm. and they charge the other three with aiding and abetting. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, did you see... Those three men aid and abet that person in that murder. No. Okay. I didn't either. I saw them not. I saw them. Stopping that them. was grossly negligent. Yeah. And it was fucked up. And in fact, one of the other officers actually said to the shitbag officer, the mm-hmm. main shitbag, and he's been on the force for less than a week. He said, hey, man, we're supposed to sit that guy up. Yeah. We're supposed to roll him over. Mm-hmm. He told the shitbag cop what to do and the fucking shitbag cop who was supposedly a 20-year vet told him to shut the fuck up mm-hmm. all right that's fact that's that's what's being accounted uh and the story that's being told amongst the group all right which he could be making up yeah i didn't see that on the video i wasn't there that could be him trying to save his ass i'm gonna be fucking fair yeah i don't know but that's the story so now we have this situation where this man dies and these people are being charged and we're all happy. Everybody's happy. Everybody's like, fuck yeah, we're going to finally get some justice. But what's going to happen, DJ? All four of those officers are going to walk. And why? Why are they going to walk, DJ? Because those charges just won't simply, it won't stick. Why? Because the modus operandum, the, 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 the motives of those charges don't fit the situation. So, isn't it weird that people who are aware of the, how the laws work actually, instead of charging them appropriately, move them and elevate them into charges that they know... They know for a fact will not stick. Will not put those people in jail. Hmm. Is, isn't that weird? Hmm. Well, I mean, hmm. okay, okay. Now <laughs> let's go back in time to 1992 mm-hmm. in the LA riots. Rodney King. People don't realize it. I remember this. I was 12 years old. I was still in some nut sacks. Yeah, you were. All right. <laughs> I was 12. You weren't even in a nut sack then, bro. You weren't even yeah. in the process then. I'm, so I, I wasn't there yet. No. So listen, no. you might have been. There's on, a on few a J- things. JC There's a few things that I remember about my youth that went on in the world. One of them was Rodney King getting the fuck beat out of him. The other one was O.J. Simpson going down the highway in his white Bronco, yep. which was 94. I remember those things. I watched it on TV in real life. I saw that shit happen with my own fucking eyes. The riots that happened with Rodney King happened after what happened, DJ? After those cops got off. Hmm. 
Hmm. So we've seemed to have been in this place before. Well, we have two examples of that in St. Louis. Okay. Okay. And we, as Americans, are fucking tired of seeing this happen. Right. We all agree. Agreed. We're all, we all agree. There needs to be some fucking changes. And mm-hmm. the law, when it comes to a, the death of a civilian, if it was because of brutality, right? Yep. Not to a point where we keep police officers so afraid that they can't protect us. Or themselves. Or themselves. But to a point where if they go overboard, like this case and the Rodney King case, mm-hmm. they're fucking doing time. Yeah. At a minimum. I think we all agree with that. I think that's a reasonable thought. That will make the police safer. It will make the people safer. It will make the communities have better relationships. That seems very simple. Why didn't we change that in 1992? Hmm. We're 2002, 2012. We're almost 30 fucking years past that point. We haven't figured this out yet. I mean, I'm just a dumb fuck from Missouri. But it seems to me like a pretty reasonable solution. All right? So... Just painting the whole entire picture here. All right. So what we're likely to have here, in my opinion, is we're going to have another lockdown, which will only destroy the economy worse. They've destroyed the small business economy already in this country. Yeah, that's gone. They've destroyed the social relations through racial division and the use of masks everywhere you go. Can't go to dinner anymore. Can't sit next to your friends. Can't have a fucking beer. Can't talk about shit. There's plexiglass between us even talking. That's fucking weird, isn't it? Like, if you wanted to control people and get them to not talk and kind of fucking see the truth, I mean, is there really a better way than putting a fucking plexiglass in between them everywhere the fuck they go and put a mask over their face? I don't know. Is it, is it weird to anyone else that masks were made as like, the cool thing to do. And then all of a sudden we can't tell who's who in the riots. And isn't it weird that all the fucking damage that we see for the most part is done by white people. Isn't it weird? They don't want us to get along. Isn't it weird? All of it. Isn't all of it fucking weird. Hmm. And so let's continue the conversation. A lot of people are upset right now about race. Race is a very volatile topic. It's a very difficult topic to talk about. It's a topic that all of us struggle to talk about, black or white. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Why is this such hard? DJ, do you and I have a problem talking about race? No, not at all. Not at all. I've never had a problem talking to anybody about race. Every single day we've been talking about it. Yeah. And I enjoy the differences that I do what I tell you on the way home. I said, dude, I learn new shit from you every fucking day. Yep. Okay, so we don't have a problem talking about it, but why do we have a problem talking about it in this country? Let's think about that. Well, maybe it's because every time we say fucking anything, it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. If we speak out or let's say if we see a black man walking down the street in a white neighborhood and we go out of our way to talk to that black man. And we admit that we went out of our way to talk about that black man. What are we? Oh, we're racist because we're carrying white guilt. White guilt. All right. But if we ignore the black man. You're racist. We're racist because we ignored him. If we speak out on Black Lives Matter, we don't care about fucking cops. 
if we say that cops matter too, we're fucking racist. Mm-hmm. If we say something, it's wrong. And if we don't say something, guess what? That's still fucking wrong. Still wrong. Now, where does that come from? Well, that comes from the culture of the fucking internet and social media. Isn't it weird that the social media, if you go and look at Twitter right now and type in search for racist, that Donald Trump is the first result that comes back? Hmm. Isn't it weird that all the conservative Trump supporting people that post shit get shit taken down or censored or shadow banned? Is that really what America's supposed to be? And people will say, well, yeah. Because those are private entities. But no, they're not. They have a fucking moral responsibility to tell the truth. And Trump just signed that into law, by the way. Because it got so bad. So let's think about how easy it would be to paint a narrative that everybody bought because it gets us emotionally fucking riled up against someone. Because like, what do we have now? We have blacks angry with whites. We have whites angry with other whites. Mm-hmm. We have blacks angry with blacks. We have police angry with fucking everyone. We have everyone at the police. Okay, this is very, very weird because it seems like the whole entire culture of America has been destabilized. What happens after they destabilize culture? Oh, they overthrow governments. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, could be a good thing, except what we're overthrowing now is the Constitution of the United States. We're asking for laws and results and dynamics that don't align with the actual Constitution and principles that this country was founded upon. And that, what that creates is a scenario where we're going to, <laughs> we have a far left, crazy radical fucking Democrat Nut job motherfuckers. Now, look, dude, I'm going to say fair, very fair. I have very social, socially liberal views. All right. All of you at this table know that. We talk about it all the time. I'm very conservative when it comes to fiscal. I'm not one or the other. I'm very frustrated with Trump right now. But I also have started to understand maybe he's dealing with some shit that we just don't see right now. Yeah. Okay. So when General Mattis comes out and says he's divisive, I don't agree with that. Do I agree he should be trying to unify? I do. But maybe there's just a little bit more that we don't know about yet. Maybe there is. I don't know. So this, all of these timeline is what I spent two hours on the phone with my good buddy Tommy Vex last night, who's uh, the, the, the main guy in the band Bad Wolves. Uh, very intelligent dude. He's a black man. Okay. And we kind of went through and had a conversation about all these points. And we both agree it doesn't really make fucking sense. So, where do we go from here? Now we have Sean King even admitting that the Democrats do not have the interests of the black people in mind. And here's the thing that I am really fucking pissed about. Because this is what I see happening. I see literally one of the biggest examples of racism that's ever existed happening right now in front of our face. Which is a small group of elite fucking white people exploiting black people when they believe they're fighting for the right cause. And I don't know how much more racist you can get other than going right back to slavery. That's just how I see it right now. And I think if I'm black 
which I'm not. I am part black. That's the truth. I got my little genetic test. I've got some, Sal and I both share some black, and I was happy to find that out because I knew I had some, I had a little soul in me for real. <laughs> All right. And I love black culture and I love fucking black people. That's the truth. And it's irritating to me that I see a culture who has been villainized and victimized and hurt and leveraged for fucking hundreds of years now being used as a pawn to further a group of people's agenda that really do not care about the welfare of black people. Because if they did, why wouldn't they start to address the issues at the root of the problem instead of putting a Band-Aid on the end of the problem? For example, affirmative action, mm -hmm. okay? Let's talk about affirmative action. Most people hear affirmative action, they think it's a wonderful thing. And you know what? I agree. It was a wonderful thing. Why? Because at the time that it was placed in, it was there was real racism mm -hmm. and real prejudice and black people could not get jobs. So we needed a, a system in place to create equal opportunity. I agree with that. One million percent. What year was affirmative action put into play? 1961. 1961. 59 years ago. Now, in 59 years, that's basically... Three generations of people. Wouldn't you think that instead of just forcing companies to hire people who are of color, even if they weren't the best option for the job, is going to create a little bit of resentment from the white business owners that have to hire a black person because they're black over someone who's a different color, maybe, who is more qualified, hmm. okay? That's going to create some some race some resentment because uh, if he doesn't hire that man, he's a racist, and he goes and he gets fucking reported. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about things that contribute to to mm -hmm. to those resentment feelings. Um, and if you're a black person, isn't it time for us to to be great? And that's what speaks for our jobs because we're fucking great. We're better than everybody. Mm -hmm. I don't know. If I'm a black person, that's how I feel. I want to be better than everybody else. Yeah. All right? Now, 1961, couldn't they have put into play some frontline, beginning day one systems to help younger black people, kids, get educated properly, learn the right skills properly? have the same opportunities as white kids. Couldn't they do that? Yeah. Why didn't they do that? Well, who did that? Who, who put in affirmative action? Oh, was that the Republicans? No. Oh, it was the other guys. Yeah. Oh, those D guys. JFK to be exact. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So hmm. I could see that move, mm -hmm. but why wasn't it followed up with the, the generational action on the backside like, right? Like, we need to, I could see it. I get it, right? We need to get some black people in these fucking jobs right now. Yeah. It's a real problem. But nope. not just because they're black. Wait, wait, wait. At that point in time, that was important because people yeah. were resistant to black people completely. Right. You, had, you had all kinds of real fucking, like, you didn't get to be in the same swimming pool. Like, right. crazy shit. Right. Okay? So, we've come a long way since then. I swim in your pool every day. Uh, yeah. And you still mean it more to me, bro. So, 
<laughs> Seriously, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> we look like a couple goofballs out there in it together too, but I don't care. But like, dude, here's the thing. It's just us. <laughs> it's our private time. So we have a scenario at that time where black people needed a real hand mm-hmm. and a real help. I fucking understand that. But why didn't we like at that time, why didn't we like invest in their infrastructure and help their education systems and rebuild their help fund their their communities? And and instead we created this what? This um section eight shit. Yeah. Well, tell me about that, bro. Well, I mean, no, I mean, dude, it, dude, it's it, it's factual, man. We and again, I like to just use St. Louis because I'm born and raised here, right? I lived in the city my whole life. And uh, I believe it was in the 1970s, uh, the Pruitt Igo building downtown St. Louis City. Uh, it was uh, two men, Pruitt and Igo, uh, that developed these high rise buildings to support single family homes. But what they did was they made it a thing where, hey, if you're a young black woman, you can live here, but you can't have a male live here. A man cannot be in this house. There's a whole documentary on it. It blows okay. my mind. And that's still going on to this day. Okay. And who put that into play? Oh, it was Democrats. Okay, so so hmm. we have a scenario going on right now where we had a shutdown. Now we have riots mm-hmm. that are going to produce another shutdown, and then we're going to have another set of riots. More riots. All right. For what? Why? Why are we having that? Is it? I mean. Anybody that can critically think and see the game plan and see the whole field can see what's coming. Why aren't we stopping it now? Right. Why aren't we acting on it now? Because I'm going to promise you that's going to be the play. And that will happen. And if that doesn't work, what they're going to do, that w- they're going to try to control the election with, with, these, with the second lockdown. And then the and cops the, can and walk the riots, off. Yep. And the riots will probably either be around when Hillary goes to court or around the actual election Mm -hmm. to where we cannot vote and we have to do email votes Mm -hmm. who then the CIA can do whatever the fuck they want with the email votes. Yeah. All right. Well, they were already trying to push through the the mail voting. There's more than that, bro. Yeah, but they're trying to push it through through the funding. So here's what happens if, if Trump wins the election. Oh, he turned the American military on its own people. We told you that was going to happen. In 2016, hmm. he's a tyrant, and they're going to kick him out of office. They're going to probably put him in jail. That's the next move. And if that doesn't work, now, now here's where I get a little crazy. If that doesn't work, it's motherfucking aliens' time. All right, because there's no way that you drop the biggest story that's ever existed in our lifetime in the middle of all of this shit, and it gets zero press. Right. All right. So understand. And dude, by the way, if 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 somehow I end up dead, um, just so you know, I didn't kill myself. I've I've cured my depression, I believe, for the most part. I'm not in a bad place. I'm not sick. I'm in the best shape of my life. If something happens to me, I want you to all know that. Okay? Because what I believe is happening here is an unmasking of an entire group of people that have run the show for a very long time. And I feel like Donald Trump threatens that. They threatens their show. 
And this is why all of this is going on. And I don't care if you love Donald Trump or fucking hate him. What's important here is that they're trying to take away what we love as America. And that's important. And you people who are out there listening right now and you don't know what to think because I've gotten a number of messages. What to think? What to think? Where should I vote? How should I do this? Hey, it is not my responsibility to tell you how to vote. It is not my responsibility to make decisions for you. It is nobody's responsibility. No parent, no teacher, no social media influencer, no A-list ask, actor, no social pressure from the Karens, okay? And the social media mobs that they have effectively used to shut down and shame our entire country's verbal communication process. We are literally afraid to post regular posts right now because we're afraid to get fucking attacked. Think about that. Drew Brees just got literally attacked saying he wouldn't disrespect the American flag. We are starting to be persecuted for being proud Americans. Dude, this is, this is real. This is truth. This is fact. This is what is happening. And many of you are not being able to see the dots. And the purpose of me going through this whole timeline and asking all these questions, and yes, I'm sure that you can insinuate what my bias is here and what I think is going on. That doesn't mean that you have to agree with what I think is going on. But what I would encourage you to do is to take the gravity of the potential situation at hand and to take it seriously to do your own homework. And I mean, get into it. Don't, don't watch my videos and decide because I said it. Don't listen to, you know, watch a fucking Netflix show and say, this is the truth. I've watched a couple fucking Netflix show in my time. They're pretty good at convincing shit. But you know what I do when I watch a Netflix show afterwards? What do I do? What do you guys do? Go to Google. Go to fucking Google. Mm -hmm. And I go look and see and try to find the fucking facts and the truth and both sides of the story. I would encourage you to do the same. Okay? You know the problem with that though, Andy? And I've seen this like firsthand, dude. There's still a lot of people who you can see the fucking facts right in their face. And they acknowledge that the, those are the facts. But that's still not true. No, no, no. Okay. Well, then you're not. Okay. I'll address that. Too. You know what I'm saying? Like, totally. I just talked about my Facebook post. Totally. Here. But you have to understand that's the plan of the plan. Right. The plan of the plan is to get people so emotionally upset mm. that they cannot see the actual statistics and the data and they just go off. That's the plan. Mm. So when people are emotional, they don't think logically. No. I think th that's every human. It's, e it's ETA versus EAT. What's that? ETA is when you have an emotion, you have a thought, and then you act. That's ETA. That's how a, a reasonable person should behave. Then you have EAT, where you have an emotion, then you just act on that emotion, and then you think about it later. That's what, that's what we're seeing right now, dude. We're seeing a lot of eaters is what they're called in psychology. Okay. okay. Well, look, man. Um, we have Candace Owens, a black woman, who is presenting statistical data, but then being criticized by white Democrats mm -hmm. for being against black people. Hmm. How, how can we justify that logic? Because if we want to correct the problem, we should address, we, we have to address the actual truth. 
We like we to. talked about in the podcast in the beginning. The data shows the actual truth. Our perception of the data is where we get our ego and mm-hmm. our perspective and our emotions involved. And this is why most people, this ties into this podcast show so fucking perfect because this idea of seeing the truth versus your truth and being aware that two both exist simultaneously, right? There is your truth and then there's the truth in all people. Being aware that those two things coexist and trying to align them is a very difficult process because what it means is that you have to remove your own ego, your mm-hmm. own perspective, your own bias from the experiences that you have had growing up mm-hmm. in order to actually see the actual truth. Mm-hmm. Now, every person struggles with that naturally, and it's a process. It takes time. It usually takes years. It took me until I was about 38 years old to figure that the fuck out. All right. I was the same guy that these people that I call Karens now. I wasn't as bad as them, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but, but I'm being honest. I was the guy who was so passionate and so stuck in my beliefs about the world that it actually helped held me back. Mm. And when I started to understand this concept of seeing my truth and the truth and trying to get them to align, guess what happened? I got fucking real rich. Yeah. Okay. And this is why people struggle. This is why people struggle in business. This is a business podcast. The only reason we're really talking about this right now is because I feel like it's more important than business. But this principle that I'm talking about for all of you entrepreneurs out there is very relevant to your success in life and business. It's not what you think it is. It's what it is. What is it? And then take you what you think it is and and overlay that on what it is. Okay. This is a huge helpful point to entrepreneurs that I don't think I've ever talked about before. And it's okay to make an emotional decision sometimes. It really is. For example, I live in a fucking cool-ass house. Um, I don't really need to live in a cool-ass house, but I fucking love it. Yeah. All right? That's an emotional decision. That's an emotional decision. I bought the house I live in because I fucking love it. And sometimes emotions are important, right? Like, I want to enjoy where I go home and spend my time. I want to feel good about it. That's, that's an emotional decision, right? A logical decision would be to say, well, I don't need that much square feet. I need this much square feet and I need this and I need this and I need this. So that decision is not made around what I need. It's made around my emotions and how I want it. And a lot of people have a hard time seeing the difference between the two. So, and this holds them back in all areas of life. So what I hope we can do here is instead of creating an argument amongst each other about the way things are, maybe we can just look into these questions on our own and try to figure out where the truth actually is. Because I'm going to be honest, I've talked to some of my smartest friends in the world, and and a lot of you guys follow these people. I'm talking about people who have made billions of dollars, talking about people who have commanded fucking armies, who have made decisions when people live or die, okay? I've talked to all these people and they all have a hard time seeing it right now too. And that's just a testament to how good this is all being presented to all of us. Yeah. All right, so you you don't have to feel like this shouldn't, if you look into this and you start to feel like, fuck, man, they fucking played me. That's how we all feel. Yeah. We all fucking feel that right now. Yeah. 
All right. But it's important to fucking track down where the fuck it came from. Yeah. Okay. So now that's my little timeline. I went a little bit longer than what, yeah. what I thought, but let's get into some of the problems here and how to actually solve this. Uh, you know, in the current situation right now. All right. So let's, let's get into that and I'll let you guys, what, first of all, the fuck do you guys think? Now you just listened to me talk for 45 fucking minutes straight. What do you guys think? Hmm. On which part of it? I don't know, man. Like <laughs> All of I it. think a lot of shit. I mean, I, I think you know, it goes back to for me, it always goes back to 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 logic in the sense of, you know, if we all agree, why are we fighting? Hmm. That's a great question. You know, and and I think, you know, that would be if I was a, if I was a leader, whether it's uh, the black community, the white community, the president of the United States. I mean, that message is not being told. It's, it's not, not being, even being asked. No, it's, yeah, right. It's not even being what, asked. Well, the first thing I would say on a motherfucking show right now, if I had a show on Fox News or fucking wherever, I would, I would use that as a platform. Dude, I'm a, I'm a fuck, I feel like I'm a good human. Like, I don't, I, I, look, dude, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to take anything from this place that isn't fucking rightfully earned by me. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, if I if I become a multi billionaire, I want it to be because I fucking did the work. I don't want people to give it to me. That's been my whole life. So I'm not. Try- this is an agenda play for me. This is about what I feel is right and wrong. And it's weird to me that we have this entire scenario going on, and we have nobody on the news saying, "Hey, fuckers, stop fighting." Because if we say that, guess what? You're racist. Racist. Mm-hmm. Well, no, but I think, you know, like, and this, this is, again, it comes back to, you know, go back a couple podcasts ago, you know, playing for Team America. By the way, when I say fuckers, I mean the cops and the protesters. No, no, right. Well, I mean. I'm yelling at them like they're your fucking kids. Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> I, the thing is, is, like, are we really children in that regard? You know, should we have to be told what to do and how to do it? Or can we, like, come to our own conclusions and think, well, all right, listen, that guy's a fucking asshole. Black, white, pink, purple. Like, that cop murdered that guy. Okay. We all agree. And I'm not saying let's move on, but I, I am saying like, okay, do we need to burn everything down? To get, well, do we need to hate each now, other? Do we need to get deeper in hate? Now look, let's be fucking fair. That shit started in 1961, man. Yeah. It never got fucking fixed. This cause has been, this cause has been put into fucking play many times. The, the, the problem is, dude, the, 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 the overall narrative right now is why is this happening instead of, how do we prevent this from happening again? That's a problem. That's a That's fucking the problem. Why, why? Why isn't that the discussion, bro? Why isn't that what's being in the headlines? Why is that not what's what's what's? The, why has it never been are? the discussion, DJ? Why has this shit continued to happen from the '60s until fucking well, tooth? We're in 2000, motherfucking 20. I mean, I've said this, you know. A few no, times. but I'm trying to make a point here. Yeah. Are we going to keep as a culture electing the same motherfuckers over and over and over again? Because we're told that Democrats care about black people and they continue to get the same result? Well, yeah, but I mean, that, that's, I've said this several times. You, know, you show me a problem, I'll show you the money and or power, right? And so like, when you look at the situation, how do you manipulate the situation to control the money and the power? It's by controlling the vote in this situation. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, and, and so what, hap- what are we actually fighting for here? What are we at? No. What are we're, we at? We're not fighting for anything. No, no, we fucking are. That's why we're doing this show. No, you're right. I'm saying uh, we, the people, are really technically not fighting for anything. It's it's political powers 
fighting, fighting for power. Other. No, 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 no. I agree with Motherfuckers, that. Motherfuckers, we are fighting right now. This is a fucking revolution going on right fucking now. And we're right. What we're doing right now is not safe. It's dangerous. It's risky. People have died for this. People, People have fucking died for this. For this. What we're doing right now, and I'm not trying to glorify that, yeah. but there's no reason for me to put this out there unless I b- truly believe that it's a fucking thing going on. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I can only lose from it. Exactly. All right? And I want people to realize that. Now, this is a fucking important fight right now because the literal future of our country could be at stake. This could be a situation where we get a fucking dictator after this. You understand that? This could be a situation where all that monitoring that they're, they're putting for, they start to monitor shit where we say a certain thing or do a certain thing. Guess where we go? Yeah. We go fucking jail. Guess who, other, guess who does that? China. China. Communist. Okay. Is that what you want? Is that what Americans want? I don't think that's what they want. Yeah. Well, but my thing is, is like, you know, at some point in time, you have to peel it back and look at it like we're all. There's nothing this- wrong about being proud to be a fucking American. Yeah. Well, there is now. And that's my point. No, there you isn't. Know, well, and, and the thing is, is like, but we listen to the. There's a tail wagging the dog in that regard. And that, that's the part what I always tell people, like when a tail starts wagging a dog, you're in deep shit. Never let the tail wag the dog. No, 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 for sure. And so, like, when you think about the problem, you know, that we face as Americans is like, what about, why, why as Americans, like, why can we not think differently, have differences of opinion, but we can't speak about them, even well, though we have freedom of speech? And when you speak freely, you get judged or pinpointed into one situation just because I, I have a conversation or think differently than somebody else. In my opinion, that's what makes America great. The well, black, the hold white. On. You're asking why we can't do that. Yeah. Well, that's what we were founded upon. No, I agree with you. But why can't we do that? Because we're. Wait, wait, wait. Can we do that? Can we do that? I try are we do capable that. of doing that? I mean. No, like, are we physically capable of doing that? Yes. Okay. We are. I agree. Agreed. Now, do you agree? I agree. Vaughn, do you think we're capable of having reasonable discussions? I do. Now, what contributes to the fact of the matter when reasonable discussions are not be able to be had? What, what usually contributes to reasonable discussions going downhill? People uh, being led by emotion instead of logic. Okay. Mm-hmm. There we go. So when you agitate an entire fucking population in many different ways, it becomes very difficult for people to see through their own emotions. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's an accident? Isn't it weird? Everybody has a reason to be mad at everybody. I mean, this is really the first problem that we need to talk about. People are looking for any reason right now to criticize one another. And, you know, we've created a litmus test to determine whether or not we could consider the other person a total piece of shit or not. Mm. All right. Example would be the black square. If you don't do it, you're racist. If you do it, you hate cops. That's a problem. So we're being forced to pick a side, but there's but but that doesn't really make sense because there's good people that are 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 protesting that are not violent, mm-hmm. and then there's violent protesters. Then there's a few shitbag cops, and then there's a lot of cops that are pretty good people. I wouldn't even say pretty good. I would say great people. I agree. Amazing people. I got a funny. Th- I got. I got. Th- wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So we have this scenario where we're being divided, and it's become culturally okay 
to shame people on the internet for their differences in how they see the world. And where did that come from? Where did that come from? Oh, it came from social media creating an environment that is literally perfect for arguments. Why? Why do they make it so that you can like people's fucking comments instead of having a discussion to show support? Why does Hollywood encourage people to attack other people who don't agree and say they're immoral? This all ties back together. See what I'm saying? You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Shaking your head. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, there's a lot of thoughts going through my mind. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily the direction. I mean, I've just got so many, just in terms of, I think the big difficulty in all of this is there's so much misinformation. There's so much deception. I personally, I've gotten to the point where I've realized that I can't trust my own eyes. That's um, right. Because when I look at something that or looks- Or ears. Or ears. Because when I look at something on social media that looks really authentic, you know, it, it, and for the record, I'm not saying that real authentic police brutality and real authentic- No, you're um, saying whether or not it's fucking staged or not right. staged. Like, yeah. I mean, because we have gotten to the point in our country's history, I've- I've met people personally that I know are crazy enough to stage things. And the more you, you, you um, learn about these Vaughn. Antifa people, they're not above staging this stuff. I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not denying the reality that legitimate police brutality and legitimate uh, well, rioting is going on. Vaughn. But we just don't know. Vaughn. There's so much you can Vaughn. fake. You're a smart guy. If you, were, if you were going to create, if you did not like Trump, and you wanted to create a narrative, and we were sitting here as a company, you guys would say, hey, this is what we should post. Mm-hmm. It's just like a company. We would say, hey, we should go out and we should fucking get this and that and we should post this. Mm-hmm. Now that's unethical as fuck, but that's what people do. Right. It happens every day. Happens right. every fucking day. Well, I that- think we've learned in, 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 this, in this world that ethics and morals are, for a lot of people, thrown out the okay. window. Okay, all right. So I agree with that too. And that's why it's, very important to recognize that there are players playing this game that are not playing by the same rules at all. Most of these people protesting are good humans. Most of these police officers are good humans. We are being led to believe that, what is it? All cops are bad? What is it? ACAB, yeah. ACAB? That's why you see ACAB painted everywhere. All right? Who's painting that? I'm just saying we have black people grabbing white people who are dressed just like them in these riots and turning them over to police. Why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? Why would you turn over one of your own who has your interest in mind into the police? Well, maybe because he doesn't have your fucking interest in mind. Okay. Maybe some, some people on the ground level are starting to see like, Hey, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. And why the fuck are you burning up my neighborhood? Mm-hmm. And why are you throwing rocks in my aunt's fucking bakery? Why are you destroying where I live? Mm-hmm. I've seen a fucking shit ton of videos come out from black people that say, hey, man, fuck you. And you know who they're saying fuck you to? A whole bunch of white motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So we have, this, we have this culture that is far left 
<coughs> far, far left that is willing to literally create an entire fucking narrative that is this in depth to destroy and manipulate a fucking culture for the benefit of who? For the benefit of what? Is it America? What is it? Hmm. You get it? Yeah, it's power. All right. So this is how I'm seeing it. So how do we address this problem of everybody? Because like, dude, we got to start to address these real problems before they start to become and escalate even worse to where I said this could possibly go. We as a fucking group of Americans, black, white, police, Asian, doesn't matter. Whoever I forgot, I didn't mean to forget you. All of you. Yeah. Motherfuckers, all of you. (laughs) We all are going to have to fucking figure out how to unite here and say, no, fuck you, motherfuckers. We're going to fix our own shit. So how can we start that process? All right? Well, my first problem that I think we all deal with here is that we can't say anything right. So what's the, sol- what's the solution to that? Hmm. What's the solution? You know what I think about, Andy? So imagine, imagine you're living in a house with no windows, right? And that's uh, how we share a house together, okay? No windows at all, okay? And you come home one day, and you're like, DJ, dude, it's raining this ass off out there. Don't go outside. And I'm like, all right. And the next day, you come home, Sal, and you're like, hey, DJ, it's a fucking tsunami out there. Don't go outside. Stay your ass at home. You'll, you'll die. All right. Then the next day, you come in, like, DJ, it's, it's a fucking tsunami out there. But then I look at you, and you don't even have a fucking umbrella. Not only do you not have an umbrella... You ain't wet. You ain't got a fucking drop of water on you. We need to start fucking getting up off those fucking couches and going outside for ourselves. Damn, dude. That's some fucking real shit right there. Well, yeah, but I mean, we've become a society that people need to tell us how to think. I mean, that's the problem. It's no different than a Netflix series. Like, people think because it's on Netflix that it's real. No. No, 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 bro. That's the whole point of this show right now that we're doing. Like, we have to think, we have to learn what is... It is. What is reality? Well, no, I mean, that's the thing is like, I'm white. I'm not racist. You know what I mean? You're black. Sal, you're, you're so racist, racist, you don't even know it. No, but that, that's. No, I'm being serious. That's the, yeah. You're so racist, you don't even fucking know it. Yeah. What do you say to that? Well, I mean, that's the thing is like, I, I laugh. Right? You can't say nothing to it. This I, is, mo- Sal, you have a lot of courage. You're a brave person. You stand up for what the fuck is right. We were raised to do that. A lot of people weren't. A lot of people don't have the confidence to speak up. A lot of people don't have the ability or, 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 or the voice or any of the things they need to, to take a stand in their community. But here's what happens, guys. If you all fucking be quiet, this ain't no different. What if a couple of these motherfuckers back in 1945 had said, hey, don't get on that motherfucking train. Yeah. Don't get on that train. Things might be different. And dude, in our own communities... Like, I know for sure, because I've talked to a number of black people this week. A num- like, when I say a number, I mean mostly black. I'm having these conversations, and it seems to me that most black people don't want to speak up because they are viewed as some sort of sellout to their own people. Yep. Is that accurate? That's extremely. I, okay. I just got it today. All right. So, black people. You cannot stand by and be quiet and allow bad behavior in a community. No. You cannot. That's a fact. 
Now, you might say, you're fucking white, you don't get it? <laughs> no, motherfucker, I perfectly get it. Because if a shitty person in our society of white culture, a somebody who's been to prison and had trouble their whole lives and fucking gets killed by the motherfucking cops. Now, this George Floyd thing is not related. These are two different things. Yeah. Okay, George Floyd was fucking murdered. But if we take a white person who was killed by the cops, which statistically happens a lot more mm-hmm. than black people. Yeah, twice as much. Where, where, how come white people don't protest and freak the fuck out and go crazy? Well, well I'm just saying, yeah. why, why don't they? I'm going to tell you why I, don't, why I think they don't. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, well, you know, the whole world's made for you and all this other shit that people are saying. What it has to do with is like, I look at it like this. Um, if you're not a good American and you fuck up and you get killed, <laughs> smell you later, bro. I don't really give a fuck. And I'm not standing up for somebody who, who is not a contributor to society that happens to get fucking killed because they're being a dick. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, so, so Shelby Steele, who's an African-American author, okay, he, uh, he, he said a quote. He said, he said, the black community is unique. Our culture is unique from any other communities out there because the black community is the only community that caters to the bottom denominator of our societies. What, who, what does that mean, though? I mean, it, we, we make mortars out of people who should not be fucking mortars. Okay, so we make them heroes and idolize them when they didn't contribute to society at all. And they actually bring down the fucking culture. Well, isn't it weird that a man here from St. Louis Mm -hmm. who's 77 years old, black man, who gave his entire career to the police department. Right. Was killed by other black men. By a black man. It's on video. Okay. During these riots who's dedicated his entire life to public service, mm-hmm. okay, and, and running a business, contributing to the economy here in, in St. Louis. Yep. We don't, he's not a hero. Mm-mm. We don't see these big murals of him. Nope. I mean, why? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I, I get it, dude. And like, dude, I know you guys, a lot of you what? guys who are black are listening right now, you were thinking like, well, you're just, you're just sweeping it all under the... No, I'm not. No. I'm trying to open your eyes to see what's actually happening. If we want to address the problems that are happening right now, we have to be really honest. Yeah, just all of We it. have to address the problems of culture in the black community, and we have to be able to talk about it. And from mm-hmm. what I've heard from all of our black audience, for the most part, is, man, I'm glad you talked about it because I'm uncomfortable talking mm-hmm. about it. So if you're uncomfortable... And that never occurred to me, by the way. It never occurred to me that black people... Were, would be uncomfortable to talk about race. Oh, well, and, I mean, dude, because you got to think, every time we say something, we're, we're, we're coons and Uncle Toms. Okay, bro. So I never, yeah. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. And then I thought, well, fuck, dude, I don't feel comfortable talking about fucking race. Fuck, I don't want to say the wrong thing. But man, if we're going to heal this shit and we're going to fix this shit, I think it's important that we're able to sit across the table from each other and say, hey, man, I care about you, but here's what I see happening. How can we contribute to those solutions? Yeah. How can we put things in motion that give black children the exact same opportunities that mm-hmm. white children have? How can, we, how can we set in motion a system that actually cultivates the growth and prosperity of black culture as opposed to trying to manipulate it into a narrative mm-hmm. that just keeps them as the perpetual victim of, of our country? That doesn't seem right to me. And so 
while you might be listening to me and thinking, I'm saying the same old shit. This is another white guy who thinks he knows what the fuck's going on. No, I'm trying to fix shit. All right. So I'm I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I think I'm I think I'm fairly intelligent. I know there's a lot of shit I don't understand, a lot of shit I don't know. But man, me going through all this stuff, it sure doesn't fucking add up to me. And I've 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 taken counsel with the smartest people I know in the world that I personally know. Okay? I know a lot of smart people. Dude, I've spent years on the personal development circuit. Like I'm dealing with the guys who are the teachers of success. They're smart people. These are people that built companies, that ran armies, that did crazy shit. These are my friends. These are not, I'm not friends with a bunch of dudes that sit at the bar. I'm friends with a bunch of people that change the motherfucking world every day. None of them can fucking see it. We're all looking at the same shit saying, what the fuck is going on? Every regular citizen of the country who doesn't own a business or doesn't command an army, when I talk to them, they're saying the same fucking thing. Fuck, dude, I don't know. And if we all don't know, and all of this shit leads to the fucking... It's our treasure map. I'm just saying. For real. Like, maybe it's time that we consider that there's people that are not interested in all of us having the things that we're entitled to as Americans. Mm-hmm. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of motherfucking happiness. All men are created equal. There are people out there making decisions about what's going on in America that do not want America to have that. That's the most un-American shit that I've ever fucking heard in my life. And dude, if we don't step, to, if we don't step up to the plate as fucking unit, meaning a united unit, we're going to fucking lose it. And that fucking bothers me. And I hope it bothers you too. If America was run as America and all of these things that are said in the Constitution were actually implemented in real life, we would have what the Constitution says and what the intent of this country, we would have that. We would have it. That's scary to people. That's scary. Why is that scary? Because if we're free and we think free and we're able to do free and we're able to act free and we all get along, how can they control us? How can they get their narratives to happen? How can they implement? I mean, why? Isn't it weird to any? Is it weird to anybody else that that Bill that Bill Gates has been advocating for population control for for a while? Okay, or gets to be involved with making vaccines when he has no medical background. Why is this? Like, you motherfuckers, why didn't you just stop at making some fucking money and be okay? You motherfuckers don't need to run shit. This is America. We run shit. Not you motherfuckers. Mm. Isn't it weird that that person who talks about population control is creating the vaccine now? Isn't it weird that all the jobs are being eliminated? Isn't it weird that technology is taking over? Isn't it weird that we actually need less people on the earth right now if we're going to continue along this exact system that we're on right now? And isn't it weird that the exact system that we're on right now today gives tremendous 
advantage to technology companies and staying at home and ordering shit and working from home and this and so if you if so the big question has been in the economic is what are we going to do with all these people when the technology takes over? Well, that wouldn't be a problem if we didn't have as many people. Hmm. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? You ever think about that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and I'm, I'm thinking like, like if I was a normal person who didn't know you. Dude, they would think I was fucking crazy. Dude, he's going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. What the I, fuck happened to Andy? Well, I mean. I mean but, man. dude, you know, I mean, the, the difference is, is is you got tired of being told that it's raining outside and, and there was no evidence. So you walked went out. You went outside and looked. Bro, well, I think America's looking right now. Well, everybody's starting to look. Everybody's starting to peek their head around the corner. They're starting to crack that damn door open. And you can tell. I mean, this is the thing. And this is why I always, you know, it goes back to a couple episodes ago when I was Bro, talking about. Bro, I'm not trying to sound fucking crazy. I know there's people going to listen to this shit and be like, God damn, dude. <laughs> no. Don't worry. You're past that. Andy's lost it. You're good. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. had him in well, Aliens. You know, what, you know what I think about? Have you seen the movie 2012? Right. Yeah. Right. You know. You know the uh, who who plays the, the weirdo doing the RV. Yeah. Have you seen every fucking movie on planet Earth? He's never seen Varsity Blues. Dude. He played college football and never seen Varsity Blues. Well, I mean, go outside. That's, a, that's another podcast, but no, dude. Like, it, it reminds me of the dude with the RV, and he's he like, didn't know no. who ZZ Top was? Oh Jesus, that... for real? We and you what? call yourself an American? He's oh, twenty five. Okay, Biden. I mean, what the fuck, fuck out of here, bro? <laughs> Jesus, I mean, Jesus. I had to show. I had to Google, that was racist. I had to Google. <laughs> that was racist. I had to Google ZZ Top and be like, look at these dudes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they look cool. Hey, I listen yeah. to them now. I know hey, who Marvin hey, Gaye is. Listen, listen, a man. I came out to Marvin Gaye my junior year in college. Uh, I believe I was probably conceived of Marvin Gaye. Well, so. well, yeah. Hey, listen, it was a fun night. Hey, listen. I, I'll give. I'll give you this, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, I got you, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker, we were right. Nah, dude. We were driving down today. We were driving today, and I go. <laughs> I saw a fucking so I just bought a brand new I just bought a brand new white uh, F450 dually I, we see the same truck coming down the street the other way but it's black and yeah. I said hey dude I said check that out it's the same truck I got but black and he goes it looks longer <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hey. looked, I didn't even say anything I, I, I thought it right when he said it look at him he's looking right at me hey, uh, he's like he's like I caught them before you. I'm like, no, no, no. Nah, I put you. it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Do we just laugh over a race joke? Do we just share I, a laugh? What did I say? I said fucking Dave Chappelle. Oh, Dave yeah. Chappelle, motherfucker, you're not doing your job. All right? Let me be honest with you. I'm going to call you what out. Do you, what do you mean, Andy? Listen, I don't call people out. I'm going to call you out, Dave Chappelle. Motherfucker, you're the, you're the key to this happening. You're the only motherfucker out there that everybody allows to tell racial jokes and ease the tension between everybody. And, and you've let this far left social fucking people keep you from doing what the fuck you do. Even tame him. Bro. We, that's, a, that's a fucking hard, yeah. that's a hard cookie, man. But, but dude, Dave Chappelle is the greatest for race relations that's ever happened. Because what he does is he forces us all to have a little sense of humor about what the fuck we all have our differences in. Richard Pryor. That's a, that's a wonderful thing. Eddie Murphy. Comedy is a powerful thing, man. And, and we need him. Who doesn't love to laugh? We need him. Dave Chappelle should be coming out right now and saying, hey, motherfuckers, calm the fuck down. Y'all <laughs> fucking crazy. I, I, I can hear how he's going to say uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but, dude, I'm, I'm being serious, though. Like, we need, we need you people that are out there in the fucking community that are thinking like, and I'm talking about fucking police, white. Yeah. We need you guys. And don't fucking come at me and say, oh, you said you people. You people, Fuck you. you. That's not what I meant. You know what the fuck I mean. I mean all of you. 
Stand the fuck up and fucking say what's right. Say what's right. When these fucking Karens come at you who are programmed to do this mob shit, they're just doing what the fuck they think is right. Mm -hmm. This is the problem. Those people think they're right too. And we have to have conversations with those people that are reasonable. How do we do that? How do we get them to stop? How do we get them to understand? Well, you know what? Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you have to eliminate those people Mm -hmm. from your ears and your eyes. And you have to go with people that see things the way you see them. This is important, dude. A lot of you guys right now are only posting shit that's politically correct on your Instagram. And we have one of the most dangerous situations unfolding in the history of the United States right before our fucking eyes. And is it more important for you to be PC right now? Or is it more important for the future of your kids and your kids' kids that we create a great environment for them to grow up in? It's real shit. People should be asking themselves. You know what I like to think of, Andy? I think Emily posted about this yesterday. And I think about it every day, dude. I've been, I, you know, I've been getting a little bit more, you know, more, more, I guess, comfortable with, with saying how I feel about certain shit. And it is what it is, right? But, you know, on Instagram, you can check your insights, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm losing followers every day. But you gain some, too. But for every one follower I lost, Dude, I just gained fucking, well, I'm not as big as you guys, so it's like 20 in my, my, my world, right? But for every one that I'm losing, I'm gaining 20 that okay. agree with me, That's, that, that, that respect what I'm saying. Okay. That's the mob mentality. We got... I mean, this we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I mean, dude, you got to share the truth even if your voice shakes. It scares yeah. the shit out of you. Yeah. You talk. And the thing is, is like most people, dude, people are, humans are not wired to be fucking mean, fucking aggressive. Humans are wired to, like, we are wired to get along. Yeah. I mean, that's we part are, of our- We our, force our, ourselves. Yeah, dude, we, we talked about this off air. Uh, you take a little black boy and you take a little white boy and you give them a ball. Guess what they do? They're going to go fucking play ball. They don't give a fuck. No. You know what I'm saying? We learn the other side. No. Now the black boy might you know, throw the ball fast, you know, longer. So but we learn the other side. That's something Dave Chappelle would say. <laughs> that's <laughs> what's needed to be said. Take us through the problems, man. All right. We, we, talk, we want to talk about solutions. Yeah. I think we've, 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 we've killed the, 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 perpetual issue at hand in terms of stating what the issues are mm-hmm. how do we get through this how do we get better let's talk about that so you want me to summarize the problems that we see it or we go one by one uh you know i i whatever you're comfortable with yeah let you well, do do your do your uh do your little thing down there yeah so guys we were just you know to kind of distill the conversation up into this point up in uh in in terms of focusing on specific problems, I would say the first problem that we've kind of identified is that people are looking for a reason to criticize one another. Everybody creates a litmus test to determine whether or not we can consider the other guy, you know, a POS or, you know, it, it's literally there's gotten to a point in America where um, whether we're being incited to do it or it's become just part of our national ethos, we are always looking to find fault with one another. Um, you guys brought up the issue of the the black square. If you don't do, use it, you're racist. If you do it, you hate cops and you support looters. I myself posted a black square. What was it, Tuesday? Um, I literally did nothing but post the black square and wrote two Bible verses that had to do with loving your enemies. And I lost 200 followers that day. And I'm like, really? Like, See, I don't agree with that. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't agree with that. Just like I don't agree people unfollowing because you didn't post it. 
Right. I, so I, I ended up taking, I kind of, to be honest with you, I ended up taking it down just because I was like, you know what? I kind of along your line, I'm not going to be part of this whole litmus test for yeah, determining whether I'm pro, pro, uh, and that, and that just pissed off whatever. people more when you took it down. Yeah, I think it probably did because they well, probably the saw I lost another two hundred. Yeah, right. Right. Well, I mean, but well, that's, that's the thing, though, right? That was the that's the point of what I said earlier. You can't do anything right. Right. When we've right. been we've been cornered into this now. Well, that's the thing. Right. You're, you're going to be a part of the litmus test whether you want to be or not. That's right. So so in terms of solutions, guys, we've we've talked about it. Um, but you know, I think you know something that you've said before, Andy, and I forget if you said um, said this earlier today, but it's true that we can talk and we should talk, engage people who are open-minded, but I, I do really believe that when it comes to the true Karens and Gavins in the world, the fucking crate we're talking. And when we yeah. say that we're talking about the farthest left 10% social justice warriors that attack in mobs without actually knowing anything. Right. Let me, get, let me share with you a, a little trick to, to, to really fucking piss those people off. Just keep asking them why mm -hmm. just keep asking them. Why? Okay, I understand how you feel. You disagree with me. Why do you feel that way? Mm -hmm. They'll say blah 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 blah. Okay. How do well, you know? Well, they that? run out of talking wait, wait, points wait. real soon. How do you know that? Blah 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 blah. Well, why is that? And so what happens? What what you end up doing when they do that is you end up getting them to have to go look and find shit. And so what they eventually end up doing is stumbling upon something that's true, and they're like, "Holy fuck! I think I'm wrong." And how do they finish that conversation? They, they, they will finish that conversation 100% of the time by calling you a name. You will either be a racist or you're a bigot or you're yeah. a piece of shit. Well, right. it makes people or you're really... Fucking, you're a or you're just a, a, a capitalist pig or whatever right. the fuck it is. So that conversation will always... Be prepared. That conversation will always end with you being called a name. And then you walk away and... And, and you block them and you move is. on. And yeah. that's what I was going to say. The way, yeah. to, the, the way to deal with those people is literally to not engage them other than as you were saying. But the reality is, is that, you know, if, I, I don't really frankly care what people think in terms of whether they believe the Bible or not. But, but even if you don't recognize the authority of the Bible, there is ancient wisdom in there. And there's an ancient Hebrew proverb that says, um, don't rebuke a mocker or he will despise you. And what that means is there are literally people who are so close-minded, so full of themselves, so delusional that for you to try to correct them or engage them, all they'll do is hate you for it. And so there's a, there's a guiding principle. That's ego. Yeah, that's ego. And and I mean, so, so the so Jesus' version of saying that was, "Don't cast pearls before swine, and don't give what is sacred to dogs." He meant he, basically he meant there are people who are not worth engaging. There are so so I think that as you seek to try to understand and learn and develop in your understanding of the truth, and you run across the Karens and the Gavins of the world, don't feel your need to defend the, yourself to those people. Pick and choose. Pick and choose. Absolutely. I agree. Because otherwise, you're just wasting your time. Well, and I think, I mean. Now, and that goes especially for people with a platform. Right. Okay. Like the, the people who are running companies right now who have a platform, you have a, a little t-shirt company, you have a big fucking huge company. It doesn't matter. You have a podcast. The people who are on platforms right now are under immense pressure mm -hmm. to say the exact right thing. Let me give you a little hint. You can't. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that you can say that is going to appease the whole fucking thing. So you're not going to get some negative comments or blowback. Anything you say right. is right now, and this is a great way to look at it. Everything you fucking say is going to cost you 100 followers or more every mm -hmm. fucking time. Mm -hmm. So what can you do? The best thing you can do is to go through what we just talked about, develop your own perspective, and then DJ's word, get, off off the, get up off the couch, go outside, 
see what you believe to be the truth is and start there. Mm -hmm. Start Mm -hmm. there and stand on that. That's a great place to start. Because if you're thinking it, other motherfuckers are thinking it. Right. But we've come to a point in society, though, to to the point, like, we're so worried about what happens online. Like, well, what about what happens in real life? Right. Which is far more important. So why don't we go back to this thing? Like, I'm always like, hey, it's actions over words, motherfucker. Like, let's see how you act, not what you say. And yesterday I was in Home Depot. I'm turning the corner. Here's a black guy. Got a St. Louis Cardinal hat on. And I instantly go, well, fuck shit. I said, and I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, you say, fuck, you'd say hi to him fucking four days ago. Why the fuck wouldn't you say, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> you know, and guess what? We ended up having a good conversation. And I could tell he felt that way a little so bit. So you're too. saying that you, you, you're saying, dude, holy shit. You, so you're saying that you recognize a black man as a black man and thought that it might be a good idea to talk to him? I mean, that's I, fucking racist. You went out of your way, dude. You went a, out of your way to talk to him, so that's racist. Because he had, he, was he had a fucking cardinal hat on, and I fucking said, hey. Sure well, would, you black people can't wear cardinals hats? Sure would be nice to fucking have baseball back. And he's yeah. like, dude, I know. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you fixing? He's like, hey, I got a, I got a leak in my foundation. I said, oh, the fuck, that sucks. He was looking at the rain, at the downspouts. Got to get the water away from the house. Guess what? We were problem solving together. It's in, a, in fucking aisle 27. It's an amazing no fucking way. concept. No, yeah, no, no but you, don't, you don't understand, Sal. You were looking to be his savior. You realized in- intuitively that he probably couldn't figure out how to how to fix a rainspout by himself. Yeah. So you were we were going to be the great white hope who came along to be his savior. Well, my thing is is That's like fucking racist. My, my thing is is like paternalistic racism. I mean, when you go outside the house for your analogy, DJ, like, what is the world really like? Yeah. Well, guess what? We all have the same fucking problems. When your yeah. fucking basement's leaking, you got to get the water away from your fucking house. Don't you think it's weird? That we've created this narrative in society that is literally culturally accepted that if you're a white person, you go out of your way to make someone feel more comfortable that is of a different race, that somehow that's inherently woven into your fabric as a racist. Isn't that weird? Don't you think that that actually creates more tension and more racist actions? DJ, we were having a talk about. What happens when you walk by an old woman usually on, oh, uh, with uh, a purse? They, they clutch the purse a little tighter. Why do you think they do that? Well, I mean, well, because 6% of the population in this country is responsible for over almost half the crime. Okay. So I, I fucking get it. But oh. you know what I do when I walk by? What do you do? I don't fucking rob her. What, what else do you do? <laughs> hey, what else do you and do? I fucking speak. Hey, how you doing? Probably wake it's a beautiful her. day out here. And, and what do you think that does? Uh, well, I mean, that's just one less person. Well, she probably goes home and thinks, well, hey. That guy was very nice to me. Mm-hmm. Change doesn't happen because you force fucking change. change. Real change happens on the inside of your heart and how you handle yourself, yourself day to day to day. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you go to a black man when there's li- in a white neighborhood, by the way, got to clarify that you probably, there probably wasn't a whole bunch of black people in there. Why wouldn't you go make them feel more comfortable? Especially during this time when the racial tension is high, especially in St. Louis, where racial tension is always high. Why wouldn't we have conversations? Why wouldn't we show love to each other? Why are we not allowed to do that without being called racist? Why, DJ, is it weird for, you know, the understanding that, you know, black people, when you're in a situation and you understand that white people are scared. That, why is it seen as selling out if you go to make them more comfortable? No. Okay? Like, let's. where do those ideas come from? Who puts them into play? Because they're absurd as fuck. 
Yeah. If you want to fix the problem, guys, when you see people that are uncomfortable, no matter what fucking color they are, guess what you should do? Maybe welcome. Mm -hmm. Say hello. Give them a fucking smile. Shake their hand. How you doing? I mean, I, do you I, like fucking baseball? The guy yeah. had a Cardinal hat on. I don't, hey. you know, like it's one of those things. Like, I, motherfucker, I, if you don't know where to start, you know what you could say. Uh, how do you, you doing? Do you like food? Do, <laughs> we all like fucking food, motherfucker. <laughs> like, there's common ground between people, believe it or not, that don't look the same. Yeah. Well, and that's again, it goes back to the, we're all on the same team, and that's how you we we have to learn to see it that way. Like, we'll never get past that point. Mm-hmm. of division until you understand that like the guy next to you whether he's fucking tall skinny black white mm-hmm. he's in the same he lives in the same community has the same fucking concerns you have he has the same fucking problems with his wife that you have he has the same the guy wants a better job he wants to drive a nicer car he struggles with the same shit you do we all struggle very similarly but we're on the same fucking team can't we Absolutely. get along and all so, that's how we gotta we gotta address the people who are on this team that's not fucking pulling their weight yeah, that's right. The accountability you know, side. Like I told you earlier, dude. I'm like, dude, you look at a football team, for example. There's 11 people on that team, right? At one time, there's only 11 people on that field from that team, right? But hey, you can't fucking win a team if only two people are playing the hardest, right? And I think that's what's going well, on right now. We have a team. That's why we got people that's not pulling their weight. Okay. And that's the importance of this podcast. The importance of this podcast is to get people to think, to get people to consider, to get people to reconsider, to get people to look at the actual things that are happening mm-hmm. and develop their own thought process and then <coughs> come to a decision. Mm-hmm. That's not happening right now. No. One thing I want to mention too is when, when people have uh, conversations online, when you try to engage people, we all need to be very, very cognizant of the fact that the, pl- the platforms that we're on to engage people, the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, these are not objective unbiased platforms okay these are run by people that have an agenda and they often uh censor according to their agenda this is listen just indulge me for a a second i I about died when i just sort of randomly thought about doing this hey siri how many genders are there now listen gender is a personal identity based on a spectrum between or separate from male and female therefore there can be as many genders as there are people. Gender is often confused with sex, which refers to reproductive anatomy. So Siri just stated, like it was a fact, that there can be as many genders as there are people. How many, how many uh, people are there in the world? Eight billion. Yeah. Eight billion. Billion something. So literally Siri, 9.3, I believe. I'm just run, run by Apple just told me that there are possibly eight billion different kinds of genders. Now listen to this. Hey, Siri. Is there a God? It's all a mystery to me. It's a mystery, not here's what I found on the internet. Here are the philosophical arguments for the existence of God. Here are the here are the moral arguments. Here's the historical arguments. Look, man. Like listen. Literally, listen. the people who are running our phones and our our platforms, it, you got what was the the thing you said the other day or you posted that there was some sort of sensitive content? Oh, yeah, dude. I post a prayer circle. Why is it that we're posting prayer circles? And then it was cops and protesters. Right? It was cops. It yeah. was John Bones Jones. And I don't give some respect to that man. Yeah. He's going out being a community leader, talking to police, talking to black protesters, talking to white protesters, getting involved. Yeah. Right. He led a prayer circle. Okay. That was posted on TMZ 
And I went to share this shit on my story and it was fucking marked as sensitive content. Twitter mm. regularly, quote unquote, accidentally suspends <sighs> conservative commentator uh, accounts. Okay, why? Like, I don't know. But the, the reality is, is all of us need to realize that at some point we are totally beholden to these platforms and we need to find somewhere else to meet. Mm. I mean, I'm just well, and, uh, shameless plug. I'll be honest with you. If you haven't, if you haven't subscribed to the Anagram, you should, because who knows at some point, Twitter, uh, you know, Instagram might just that's, decide. That's why I took my content yeah. off of the fucking Instagram platform. Just go to AndyFasella.com. That's why I haven't posted since April fucking 2nd. Right. Look, man. Did, did, did that make sense, we, guys? No, I did Like, realize that we're having conversations and so trying to engage each other. So what do we need to do about other. that? Well, well I, I think mean, like the first thing we need to do is, dude, we got to start speaking the fuck up against censorship. This is bullshit. You can't have... 10% of the entire fucking population literally sculpting the fucking facts for the rest of the world. That's fucking bullshit. Right. Okay? We can't, we can't continue to passively accept these narratives that we're fed. We have to speak up and say, hey, we know that's not fucking the actual truth. And we have to be vocal about it and we have to fucking put the heat on these motherfuckers. Okay? Or we gotta go somewhere else and create our own. Or we gotta... Dude, this censorship shit... How can we have productive conversations if half of the fucking views of the world aren't even allowed to be spoken? I know. You know, when I was a kid, man, they used to tell you, you know, freedom of speech here in America is important. You, you know, other people, dude, they get arrested for shit that they say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's happening right now? People might not be getting arrested right now, yep. but they sure as fuck are getting their businesses fucking trashed, their reputations trashed, their fuck. Dude, there's people out there, Drew Brees, who has gone his entire life being a huge asset, his whole career, to, to, to wherever he's played, in San Diego or in fucking New Orleans, a huge asset. He's donated over $5 million to the city of New Orleans for different relief funds. This man says that he will not support the, 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 the disrespect of the American flag, and his his social career now is over. Mm. How how is that allowed? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's not right. Because the people who are the most critical are the loudest. That's right, and yeah. nobody wants to stand up to them. There are right. so many people right now that stand that believe what Drew Brees said. They won't stand up and say it. Right. They well, what's interesting about that is the the Today Show uh, Hoda, Hoda. What's her name? Hoda. I forget. They stuck up for him. Well, because she was saying just six, seven, eight weeks ago how he was the most fabulous human on earth, mm -hmm. how he's such a great family man. He leads by example. Which he is. He's a, that guy's fucking a stud. Yeah. But they wouldn't. The same media channel is now denouncing him as a, as a whole. No, and they're saying we sort of agree. Yeah, right. That's what you know saying. what I mean. Versus we sort, like, we sort of agree. Why not? All that why is, not stand your ground and Sal, say, "Hey, Sal," but that's their fear of getting the retribution the of their own motherfucking people. They fucking agree with Drew Brees. How can you not? They're just too fucking weak to say it. Right. Fuck, dude. So what Crazy. else, Vaughn? Well, uh, we also identified a problem uh, being uh, we have certain wealthy people in position, which, which clearly we're not against wealthy people, right? Oh. So we have wealthy people. In wealthy people are great, but here's the, here's the problem. When wealth turns into not enough for you and you want to fucking control the entire world right. and everybody's freedom and everybody's shit, um, fuck you. Right. 
So we have wealthy people in positions of power creating narratives that drive us against each other. Um, and they're doing this so, so that they can consolidate power and, and, and make money. Uh, by way of example, you know, the media consistently represents the lowest common denominator of the black community, the lowest common denominator of cops. Um, they show the worst. They show the worst of the they worst. They show the worst of all all the different In cultures. Aspects, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, actually, I should. I let me backpedal a little bit. I would say they're strategic. When it when it when it well, yeah. fits their a, a narrative, they show you know the the peaceful protests. When it fits their narrative, they show you know cops hugging people. But but by and large, things are done in a way to inflame hatred for one another. Um, you know, like you said, that the Instagram arbitrarily deems certain content sensitive. Um, you know, I one of the best things that I learned a long time ago about how to interpret the news is that it's not just uh, how something is reported, it's what is reported. It, you have to realize that people in positions of power say, we're going to make this a news story. And that's what's happening. And so it, it's creating a situation where, again, we've said this before, it's just inflaming hatred for one another. It's dividing us so that we can be weak and be conquered. And uh, United we stand. Divided we fall. Yep. So I think, I think, I mean, just I'll throw out the first thing is I think the first thing is we, we have to just understand and not passively accept the narratives that are being fed to us. I mean, just whenever you look in your phone, whenever you read the news, always ask the question like, who profits from this? Who, who benefits from this, from this story or this, this, you know, meme or this, this video or whatever? And don't assume you're being presented objective news because you're probably not nine times out of ten. You know, any other thoughts you have in terms of like, no, how I, do I, we I think mobilize I, against people who are trying to control a narrative that's trying to divide us? Well, we got to recognize facts. We got to recognize facts. I think that's a problem. That's its own problem. We don't recognize facts anymore. We only want to use a twist of information that makes us feel better about what we believe. Mm -hmm. That's called confirmation bias. That means we go out and we seek information that agrees with what we think that only gets you further off target from finding the truth and yes it will help you develop a truth so to speak but when you when you don't deal with the factual information and you refuse to look at it because you don't like what the fuck it says that only takes you further off track so we have to center in on what the facts are if we want to heal if we want to really like, dude, there's a lot of people here, man. They don't want to have black people and white people get along. They don't want to have harmony and unity with the cops. I know a lot of people fucking don't understand that, but that's fucking real, man. And if we want to really solve this for real forever so that we can all fucking get on with getting on, we got to address the facts. So we have to stop dealing it with the perception of facts. We have to do and act and behave based on what the actual facts are. But yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that's come to, we've become a lazy society. You know, that we, we just assume- Sal, we have, we have websites that are completely built around misinformation and fucking facts that are not true. Yeah, I mean, so they use Google as, as the Bible, right? Or they use the internet as the education, or in today's term, six weeks ago, we, everybody was a, was a germ specialist. Yeah. And now they're a social <laughs> activist. You know right. what I'm saying? And it all comes from their quick, their quick search of Google, and it comes to the top search. 
Well, I mean, they don't even understand the difference between paid search and organic search, right? Mm. And so the top six slots, you know, what they're what are they looking at? Like, How do they get there? Who's pushing that information? Why is that information there? Versus looking at a cited, you know, factual information that actually delivers what the truth is. Mm -hmm. And then you have to digest that truth, you know, and that, those are some hard truths that when you really start peeling back this, the, the, the crime rate, murder rate, cop, you know, incident rate, like there are both white and black, there are some very hard pills to swallow inside mm -hmm. those, those true facts, those stats yeah. on all sides, on all sides, that's you right. know, and that's something that. Like, you got to come to terms with in some way, shape, or form if we're going to, it's no different than you have a, if you have a problem in your relationship at home, like well, you have to sit down and hear that person's side. You have to understand what the actual what problem is. The problem continues to get worse and then you end up getting divorced. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, cause one problem turns into two, two turns into four. And I think as a country, that's where we're at right now because we can't sit down and have a tough conversation. But I can tell you like from being in business and in relationships like dude it's through the tough conversations where the where the strength and unity and the pride in the relationship that's where they come out of mm -hmm. because you have respect for one another because you go through the struggle together because you're able to sit down and hear what the fuck the problem really is that maybe you just didn't realize was a problem yeah. you know i'm not I, just because i don't see the world as hate i see the world as love does not mean that i'm ignorant to the fact that i know there's fucking real things to hate on right you know what i mean like specifically with this fucking topic, you know, and that's why it's uncomfortable to talk about because like, you know, the truth, you know what I mean? But I don't really know the truth. I right. think I know the truth. And the thing is, you is know, like, that's where you got to stay though. That's where you need to stay. Yeah. yeah. You got to stay in that spot. The minute you start thinking you fucking know, there's a minute that people pull shit over your fucking eyes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And let's look at the fucking, the liberal versus conservative narrative, the memes they share. How do they paint themselves? I saw a meme yesterday on the internet that said having political conversations with other liberals and it showed like two stoic like very intelligent people right like like from the from uh like rome right like ancient rome having a you know philosophical discussion yeah and then they said what it's like to have con uh, conversations with conservatives and it shows a little child with his hot wheel saying and the parents saying no, Tommy, nobody wants to take your toothbrush. Hmm. <laughs> you don't think that's propaganda? Yeah. So we're going to make people feel smart. We're going to make people feel real intelligent. We're going to make people feel real superior. We're going to make people feel like they know everything and everyone else is a fucking idiot. That's just, that's another predatory tactic. Because the place you want to stay is the place where I'm not fucking sure. I'm not real sure. All my success in business has always come from a place of uncertainty. It's always come from a place of, I don't really know, but here's what I think. Sal, every discussion mm -hmm. we've ever had about business, that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. We fucking sit there and I say, hey, what do you think? We ask Jason, hey, what do you think? I ask Chris, I say, hey, man, what do you think? And then we, and then we say, and I don't, I don't say, well, then I know it's this. I say, hey, guys, look, <laughs> I don't really know. But this seems to be the best solution. Mm -hmm. So let's roll with this. If this doesn't work, we'll come up with a game plan to fix we'll that. I mean, else. listen, it's a good way to make chili. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a little bit of steak, a little bit of turkey, a mm -hmm. little bit of chicken, just everybody's thoughts inside, a little bit of ad. Do you put raisins in it? 
No, but I mean, I'd be willing to try if you said, "Hey, it's fucking good." I'd be willing to get down with it. No, that, that was that, that was a white people joke. I'm sorry. Oh, was no. it? <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be start being more fucking forthcoming with these white people jokes because, bro, we yeah. don't know them. Yeah. They're out there. Like, there's probably some funny motherfucking white people jokes that yeah. you're withholding. Uh, we because need Chappelle. Think, I look right yeah. here. It's like, well, why are you withholding it from us, DJ? <laughs> no, no, no. It's one. It's like because he's racist. It's like, oh, it's a white, it's a white lady putting. I think I as a person probably qualifies. She, as a white like, she's tasting with a spoon. She's like, ooh, this is spicy. Pepper. You're a tyrant. You're a tyrant. I embody the white person. Juan, you are a white person joke. Yes. <laughs> so, Living, so, breathing. Dave Chappelle. So, so would, Andy, would have I like I like that you brought up you know the the analogy of business and you know obviously prior to Real AF you know we spent many many hours together on uh, MFCO project years. and yeah years and um, you know I I know you you guys both you and Sal have told me that you know business is crazy it's chaotic it's um, unpredictable you never know what's going to happen and you have said that you've been able to weather the storm and know how to make the right decisions because you created a culture based on what company first well company well, well doing culture. the right thing yeah, yeah. well no, no hey, I was, bro i'm, I'm talking about core values you you guys are oh, always talking look, about man, core values but we're mission first here right right that's mission why we first. win it's mission first we are not fucking people first we are mission first then people right that that creates fucking winning. Guess what else is mission first? Fucking United States of America. Yeah. It stands for something. Our loyalties as people do not apply to a person that represents America. Our loyalty as people applies and should apply to the Constitution of the United States, of which a couple million American people have died to protect. And our generation... All of you listening to this in this little echo chamber of people are not doing their part to protect that fucking document that millions of people over hundreds of years fought and died to protect. That's the truth. And what this is about here, what we're talking about here, the reason I'm bringing up all these questions that don't make sense is because we need to really consider what side we're going to be on together and how we're going to move forward together. Because time's coming. This shit that I laid out today, this shit's coming. Just like I told you in December that this shit was coming. Just like I told you two years ahead when Trump was fucking running for president that he was going to win. I know what's coming. I have a gift for what's knowing. Sal, do I have a gift for knowing what's coming? You do? Okay. I know what's coming. Yeah, you told me I'm gonna be fucking jacked, so I know it's you. Coming. You are, yeah, because you got a fucking genetic makeup, yeah. fucking brick shit house. No, dude, I, I never started training with someone in a fucking month. They're as strong as me, hmm. so we well, never trained me. So you know, yeah, that's oh, true. Jesus um, Christ. What I was getting at though is that many times you guys have told told me like that there are situations in life where you're in business where you're not exactly sure what the right decision is. So what do you default to? You default to your core values. You, you make decisions. We take the data. You take the data. We take the data and we let the core values uh, uh, guide our moral decision. Right. And combine that with the data and we come up with a solution. And I think the reason so many people are lost in, in America when they see, you know, they see a post or they see a meme or they see something and they're like, what do I do? What do I do? They haven't, they haven't taken time to Bro. really research the, the facts, but they, they also don't know what they stand They've for. They've been trained for the like intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. They've been trained for for their gratification to be how much attention they get. 
And because attention has become the commodity and not doing the right thing, we are off track as a fucking race of humanity. That's why. Yeah. Okay. But, but dude, really, man, we're closing in on some fucking long ass. Sh- I think it's the longest show we ever did. Yeah, might be. Um, yeah. The real, I mean, the ultimate problem here is this, dude. I presented all this stuff because I want you guys to look into it. If you fucking think I'm full of shit, that's fine. But I, I have a history of seeing things coming. And, and uh, this is what I see coming. And this is the best I can give you. It's the best I can fucking share with you. It's, it's how I see it. Um, and I hope that we can come together and, and, and maybe get some fucking unity to uh, overcome what the fuck I think is happening here. Uh, but regardless of all of that, there is injustices for real. And they're going to continue to happen. For real. And justice is always going to be something that we fight as Americans. Always. And it's not always going to be an injustice towards black people. There's just injustices towards Americans all the time. And if we are having a certain portion of our culture that is not valued the same as other portions of our culture, it's every culture's duty to go to bat for that culture but also in responsible ways that don't hurt other people in the culture. And so we have to realize here that we're on the same fucking team. And the ultimate way that we can actually fix this problem is not to blame the other side. It's not to play victim. It's not to focus on all the negative aspects of everybody that's different than you. It's not to make posts and statements and divisive information because it's popular. Our responsibility is to become the greatest version of who the fuck we can be and spread that around each other on a day-to-day basis with fairness and hope and unity and genuineness. And that will fix shit. But I'm going to tell you right now, all this shit that I see most of these people doing right now, it ain't going to fix a fucking thing until we can sit down and we can talk it through and we can look at the fucking facts and we can have conversations with people that are different from us and not allow people with different agendas to play us against each other. Period. 